0: Yes, I do think it will be possible to quantify love, and that, uh, as Lucy Brown says, in uh, she's a neuroscientist, and in one of our podcasts, she says, "Sure, in in no way does knowing how things work change her feelings for another person."
1: This week, we have a special guest, Dean Olsher, from The Really Big Questions. And today, we're gonna to talk about what is this thing called love? Stay tuned. After 25 years of working with private clients, Dr. Karen Sherman realized that with all the stress that couples face, many just can't get to a professional for the help they need. For many, it's just too costly. Which is why Karen has created a new membership site for committed couples. Each month she'll tackle a specific topic, publish new teaching videos, and the best part? Hold a monthly call where you can ask her your questions directly. All of this and much more is available for just $9.99 per month. Pretty amazing. Visit MakeYourMarriageWorkNow.com for more details. That's MakeYourMarriageWorkNow.com Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com. We have a special show for you this week. I speak with Dean Olsher, who is the host of The Really Big Questions. Or also TRBQ. This is a project and radio show that explores questions that intrigue both scientists and philosophers, questions about what makes us human. The project is a collaboration between Sound Vision Productions, the Exploratorium in San Francisco, and Public Radio International. TRBQ airs specials on public radio stations around the country and can be found on trbq.org as well as popular podcasting platforms such as iTunes. Dean is a writer, broadcast. Podcaster and composer, as well as the host of The Really Big Questions. Uh, After years as the NPR's news culture correspondent in Washington DC, he went on to create and host The Next Big Thing, uh, which is distributed nationally by PRI. Uh, Today, I am asking Dean about his experience primarily about the first big question that they ask in the project. What is this thing called love? I hope you enjoy the conversation. My first question for you is, um, I guess this is a big one. You you asked, what is this thing called love? Did you get a satisfactory answer?
0: Yes, multiple answers. It turns out researchers are looking into love as infatuation, falling head over heels in love, Mm -hmm. but then also long-term committed love. And they look at them as two different things. So a lot of what we've done is, is spend time looking at what's happening in the brain when a person is head over heels in love. That's what they're doing the research on right now. And uh, as with so many things in life, the researchers have found that being head over heels in love is an awful lot like doing cocaine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It lights up the same part of the brain.
1: Yeah. I mean, was, was that, would you say, the most surprising or interesting thing that you learned about your exploration?
0: Um, probably not just because, you know, this kind of research is in its infancy and the fact is, uh, you know, crossword puzzles do the same thing. Um, I wrote a book about crossword puzzles and, um, it turns out that not only doing a crossword puzzle, but the, the anticipation of doing a crossword puzzle will also create uh, dopamine release, which is that feeling of being high. So, so, so that actually was less surprising to me was more interesting was uh, talking to the anthropologist Ted Fisher, who is based at Vanderbilt in Nashville, and he said something to me about long-term committed love and that he's come to believe it's possible to fall in love with or or to remain in a committed relationship with almost anybody that 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 the kind of work that goes into long-term commitment uh, does not depend on. Uh, that, that feeling of, uh, this is the one, because mm-hmm. there isn't just one person for you.
1: <laughs> I, I, do you believe that?
0: Yeah, I totally do.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, cause I, I listened, by the way, I should say that i I listened to the program, like all the, um, I listened to the hour special and then I also listened to the two podcasts that you guys had. Um, and they're fantastic. Uh, and, and one of the things that you guys explored also was the marriage market, which would seem to kind of fall into line with what you're talking about. Right.
0: We do have very different cultural ideas about love. And, uh, the researchers that we spoke to were looking specifically at people in China versus people in the United States and the UK. And, and a lot of it has to do with culture. You know, they have different cultural concepts of what it means to be in love. Uh, they don't talk about, uh, being crazy in love with people. They talk about commitment and, um, responsibility, and it sounds like a lot of drudgery if you try to speak about it in our cultural framework, but that's that's how they understand marriage, anyway, in China. Mm-hmm. So the researchers were looking to see what was going on in the brain when people in China fall in love, and it turns out the same thing is going on in their brain, essentially, with one minor difference. So so that's sort of interesting. You know, We have the same anatomy, the same biological thing is going on in our brains, and yet we have these cultural Differences that uh, that take that same information and translate it into completely different words.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, did you find it a little bit ironic that so much of uh, the exploration of love is done um, in studying the brain when when we when we talk about being head over heroes in love, we often talk about us losing our minds. We, 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 we don't think clearly and, uh, we make decisions with the quote unquote heart. Um, was that ever taken into consideration about, you know, this is a, a feeling, um, that's beyond the capacity of just a chemical reaction and dopamine release going on in the, in the skull.
0: no, <laughs> No, I mean i I think that uh, that emotions do happen in our brain and in other places in our body. Obviously, we feel a feeling in our heart when we're in love, so there's some connection between our brains and our hearts when we feel that. Uh, but no, I don't think it's possible to have emotions without brain chemistry being involved.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Now on your show, the writer AJ Jacobs uh, had his brain scanned while looking at a picture of Angelina Jolie and then his wife um, to see which one caused more activity, uh, and you know his his wife won. Spoiler alert. Uh, do you think that love is something that will eventually be able to measure and and really quantify? Um, and I guess my follow up question to that is, uh, would you want to? quantify the amount of love that you have for another person
0: right um aj certainly would because that's he's a funny guy and he looks, <laughs> that's how he thinks yeah um, but to be clear he felt the long-term attachment for his wife and he did not show a uh, very strong at all when it comes to the head over heels love yeah uh, for his wife so that's interesting um he yes i do think it will be possible to quantify love and that uh, as Lucy Brown says, in, uh, she's a neuroscientist, and in one of our podcasts, she says, "Sure, in in no way does knowing how things work change her feelings for another person. Uh, th- those things go hand in hand, and I find that to be true in so many things in life. Knowledge does not take away mystery; it just adds, you know, it, it adds new dimensions, and it forces us to ask deeper questions."
1: Mm, okay. So there are some really big questions out there that need answered. What what prompted you to launch your program with on the topic of love?
0: Um, we were going to do these five topics. Uh, this is part of a five part series, and we were launching around Valentine's Day, so it made perfect sense to uh, to tackle love first. Plus, it's the thing that everybody talks about. It's the thing that everyone has some important connection to in their life. Hmm. You know? Uh, everybody has had this feeling
1: now there the other you mentioned you have five topics coming up sharing music uh death um are there other other topics that you are interested in exploring or that are on the horizon
0: and then the fifth one is uh why we tell stories and are we addicted to stories, even though they uh force us to tell lies about ourselves um uh, so those are the five and uh No, there's always every time uh, I'm walking around, I'm thinking, "Oh, that would be such an interesting show." Uh, You know, there are always big questions. You know, why do we dream? Uh, How does memory work? Uh, uh, You know, we have an association with the Exploratorium, and they did a fantastic exhibition called "What Is Normal," and um, it was directly related to what's happening with the DSM, the Diagnostic Manual for Psychiatry, and so there's the new edition, the DSM-5, and uh, you know, they're changing the definitions of different pathologies. So yeah. uh, I would love more than anything to spend an hour talking about those kinds of questions.
1: Mm-hmm. I've, we have actually uh, talked specifically about the new DSM uh, on, on, on this podcast, on the hitch podcast, um, which I, 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 I agree with you. I totally find it fascinating, um, but to get back on track here, uh, if you could ask a follow-up question about love, having um, explored the topic uh, pretty deeply, uh, what would that question be?
0: Mm. Uh, follow-up question. Well, I guess I would want to go back to Ted Fisher because you know he studied love as an anthropologist and he's found evidence of love in every culture that he's looked at or 88% of all the cultures that he's looked at. and And maybe the other – Twelve percent is the result of uh, you know, looking at data where they the the researchers simply hadn't asked the proper questions. So so he thinks it's a universal experience. And he thinks uh, that you can follow, you can you can maintain a relationship with anybody over a lifetime. And I, I guess that would be the next the next frontier for me. Mm-hmm. I'd want to know how and why and and why does that, you know, why does that work and, and what does it take to be able to make that kind of relationship happen. And so, so that's, that's something that we did not explore in as much depth as I would have liked.
1: Now, do you think there's a distinction between, because there are these chemical reactions going on in the brain and physiological response, do you think there's uh, a separation between attachment and love when we're measuring things in this manner?
0: Yeah, that's what they're saying. Attachment love is the long-term commitment love, and it's different from head over heels love. And I totally get that. You know, here's another possibility for a follow-up question. I've I found that in my own experience, I have needed both in order for things to work out. You know that um, it's been impossible for me personally, anecdotally, to to enter into that long term attachment love without first being rocketed into orbital velocity by the head over heels being in love phase. So I guess that's something I'd want to ask Ted Fisher. You know, do you need to have that infatuation? first in order in order for the long-term attachment to succeed
1: got it now uh to to close things out here if you were to v- define love with what you now know what would your definition of love be
0: yeah it's so funny because our scientists were giving us very unsexy definitions of love. <laughs> yeah um Very good question. I, to be honest, I don't think that I have a good definition of love. I just, uh,
1: I mean, do like you it. think? Do you think it's um, a a chemical reaction that takes place? Do you think it's a a mixture of yes. emotions and chemicals? Do you think it's a spiritual thing?
0: I think it. I think emotions are chemicals, and really, what it's a mixture of is. Uh, yes, it's a chemical reaction. Plus it's the story we tell ourselves about what's going on with that chemical reaction. Mm. It's those two things combined with each other.
1: I like that. The story that we tell. That's great. Um, well, is there any, so your, your show went, so obviously you can go online to, uh, trbq.org, uh, to find the really big questions. And, uh, currently is the, the, why do we share question, um, When does this air? This is um, in collaboration with uh, Public Radio International. When does this air on, you know, transistor radio?
0: (laughs) (laughs) The way that public radio works is that stations can air the shows whenever they like. So you have to check local listings. But yeah, PRI is distributing the show and uh, and you're, you know, call, call up your local radio station and say you want them to air us. (laughs)
1: okay well you guys heard that so um i want to thank you so much for your time dean uh it was a real pleasure to speak with you and i i can't wait to hear uh, more answers on these really big questions so thank you so much thank you okay all right that is going to do it for us this week I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. And uh, as always, you can find us on all the social platforms, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Instagram. If you have a question, go back to our podcast page and click that email us button or leave a comment on iTunes and Stitcher where you can download and subscribe to the show for free. Uh, always interested to hear what you think of the show. Uh, but until next time, take care, everybody. We're on top of the world tonight.